Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not much. See, I thought, let's go ahead and record a little Flintstones. Patreon pick for Dude Gale. Uh, good, good idea, right? Huh? Don't you think? Yeah, I, you know. Do a little Flintstones, talk about the moon being in front of the sun. Uh, yeah, let's not do that, actually. Sorry. Sorry, dude, Gail. I screwed up. I messed up our schedule. And I put the music for the Flintstones on last episode. But today, we're actually talking about Robin Hood. And the moon being in front of the sun. And the moon being in front of the sun. Yeah, and, all right, yeah. That's I feel like everybody else, everybody else is talking about it. Shouldn't we talk about it? Yeah, except for when we talk about it, it's probably going to be like a week after it happened when people oh, actually listen to our episode. So do you guys remember how the moon went across the sun? That was so cool, huh? Oh, Good wow. Stuff. It only really happens like every like thousand years, but it. you totally missed it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you could do now. Except, yeah. didn't I, I just read the other day that we're going to have another one in like 2024. Yeah, it's not that rare, actually. It's It'll be rare for, I don't know what part, of, by the way, Josh Witt's on the episode with us. Josh, yay, welcome, Josh. Yay, hey. Hey, what's I up? Said we're talking he's, about Robin he's an eclipse expert. Yeah, actually. he's the eclipse expert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's uh, made by Mitsubishi. Uh, you can get it on the V6 or the V8. Uh, 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 can you get yeah. that in a V8? That'd be, no, probably that'd be not. No, I think it's, <laughs> it's probably four-cylinder V6. Yeah. Anyways, uh, no, we got Josh on. We're talking about Robin Hood. This is actually an episode that's a long time coming because Josh and I talked, I think, when we first started the Two Dudes in S podcast. I said, hey, Josh, what show would, would you like to come on besides Ninja Turtles? Because you're always going to come on for Ninja Turtles. But he's like, I'd like to come on for Robin Hood. I was like, I said, sweet, we'll make that happen. And then, what, almost three years later, <laughs> we're finally making it happen. But that's right. anyways, Two Dudes in S. probably going to be worth the wait. Better late than ever. It's definitely going to be worth the wait because it's going to be better now that we're experienced podcasters mm-hmm. what were you saying justin speaking of worth the wait you know what only happens every so often an eclipse an eclipse <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back i'm just gonna keep bringing it back all episode oh. like an eclipse this game could totally burn out your redness it's true <laughs> now the legitimately though I, we were almost we are almost talking about it but the eclipse does happen more frequently and i was saying what part of the world you're in josh or what part of the united states i know you're in the u.s but the totality uh, happens once every like 100 years in every location but it happens mm-hmm. like every 18 months across the world somewhere i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i am in uh michigan i'm about an hour north of detroit 
So, uh, unfortunately, I will not have the train, but I do live right by an airport. So if we hear an airplane and then you hear an airplane, maybe I'll be in business. Oh, okay. All right. Sweet. <laughs> That'd be a really fast airplane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so the, the eclipse is great down here. Uh, we got the full totality. It was dark. Uh, everything was everything was wonderful. The world did not come to an end. Uh, I'm assuming it didn't. If you didn't hear this episode, then it probably didn't come to an end. So, yeah. Or maybe if you're, there's like one person. <laughs> You've got like an old iPod, like, uh, what was that? That I Am Legend movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's got like an iPod, and for like, yeah. <laughs> He's people listening to us. That's what I'd be doing. If you were the last person on Earth right now, and you're listening to us, thank you. I'm really surprised. I, I knew it would have to be a two dudes listener that would be the last person alive, but, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Sure. Yeah. You ever All watch right. that show... Uh, last man on earth no i've kind of wanted to but i never did i think you i think honestly i think you should watch it because your sense of humor is similar to mine just kind of that dumb humor Uh and it's hilarious it's it's hilarious (laughs) well speaking of my sense of humor one of my favorite movies of all time is i can give thanks to the movie that this game is based off of because my favorite movie while not robin hood prince of thieves is robin hood men in tights Right, and that is a mockery yeah. of the movie that this game is based on. I mean, it's yeah, that that movie's great. It's good. I mean, if you know Kevin Costner's backside doesn't do for you, then you can at least see guys in tights. Mm. So I mean, you got one of the two. Yeah, get it done. I mean, I don't, I don't know a single person <laughs> who's who's Kevin Costner's backside wouldn't do it for him. Yeah. Right, neither do so. I. But you know, <laughs> you know, we try to keep it open-minded. Yeah, there's got to be somebody out there. Yeah, I'm sure. No. So let's yeah. talk about the game then, maybe a little bit here. Justin, uh, you got some history on this game for us? I do, a little bit. So, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves was brought to you by Sculpted Software, which Sculpted Software, they look like they published a lot of games for the SNES, but they didn't really make a whole lot of games, including one game that they brought up for the Atari, Mario Brothers. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And they also brought uh, the Mortal Kombats to the SNES system, which, uh, you know, that is debatable about whether it's better for the SNES or the Genesis. I don't think it's debatable. I think it's definitely better on the Genesis. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If it was on the NES, it would be better. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right, Clearly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between the SNES and the Genesis, we're going to have to throw the gen the germs of bone on this one. I think Mortal Kombat, if any game. Yeah. So you got it on that one. Yeah, okay. mainly because of the blood, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotta have yeah. the blood. Yeah, you have to have it. But here's a game they brought that I think uh, you guys are going to enjoy. They brought Space Jam to the Sega Saturn. Really? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's give this company a round of applause for that. Exactly. Yes. yes. I, mean, I just watched that movie, actually. <laughs> Uh, it's a good movie. I used to love that movie, man. That was like so fun to watch. I think I think my favorite scene in that movie is like uh, they're playing that guitar, like and their heads snap back and forth between Elmer Fudd and uh, Yosemite Sam. They like bust yeah. out guns and that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that scene. That's like that makes the movie for me. It's great. Uh, I tell you, one of my favorite scenes, and it's not even a scene a lot of people think it's funny, but it just cracks me up. And there's a there's a scene where they're in the game. 
And here comes Foghorn Leghorn. He's dribbling the ball down the court and he's just singing, I wish I was in the land of cotton. And it's just like, it's so random. He's just dribbling down the court singing that song. Oh, he's, he may be my favorite Looney Tunes character. Fog he, he's he's, he's, really he's up there. He's up there. I still <laughs> quote that movie too. Nice. Yeah. But the the uh, the part where uh, Daffy Duck gets hit in the head and he gets all dizzy and cuckoo and he goes, "I don't want to go to school today. I want to stay home and bake cookies with you." <laughs> <laughs> I still say that all the time. My wife, she can't stand it, but that's okay. And speaking, is, uh, speaking of this, I have, I have a, a thing to come back on now, a tangent. Yeah. Okay. Now? Uh, now is fine. Okay, do it. All right, cool. So, um, circling back to, uh, I was asking, uh, I was asking about your medical specialty there, Justin. Mm-hmm. You said you're, you're going for internal medicine and then cardiology? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. If you want to do a subspecialty like cardiology, you have to do internal medicine first. Okay. Very cool. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so, uh, I saw a neurologist and I have been diagnosed with, uh, hold on. It is vestibular neuritis. Mm. So I was at work and I was going from one meeting to another. And, uh, this was like two weeks ago on Friday going from one meeting to another. And I just noticed my, my, my gait or my step is a little off. Mm-hmm. You know, like just a little wobbly, almost like, you know, when you go and you have too many adult beverages and you go to get up and go to the bathroom, you're like, well, hold on I a second. I have no here. idea what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, me either. I've never done anything like that. But this was... Uh, <laughs> this is family-friendly show. Uh, and this drunk. was during the workday, so I had a lot of reason to be suspect now. <laughs> so I hadn't been drinking like anything, and I was like, man, that was weird. So I sit down in the meeting, and then uh, about... Ten minutes later in the meeting, I'm sitting down and I just got super dizzy. Like, felt like the room spinning and everything. It was weird. I was like, um, maybe I'm having a stroke. I don't know. Well, first I thought either my blood sugar is going crazy or my blood pressure is going crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't check those. I'm at work. I decide uh, I probably shouldn't drive home. Go to my car, lay down, wake up an hour later, and I am like totally worse. Like, I feel like I'm on uh, a ship that's just going nuts on the sea or something mm-hmm. like that. So. I couldn't walk straight, couldn't couldn't even keep my eyes open. My buddy drives me to the urgent care, and they say it's vertigo. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so they're having me do Epley maneuvers to try to get rid of these crystals, supposedly, in my ear. Mm-hmm. And it took like a week to get to the neurologist, and then they find out it's probably not that. It is vestibular neuritis, which is inflammation of the nerve and the vestib- vestibule? Yep. Whatever. Yeah. Very crazy stuff. Isn't so, the, Isn't that part of the church, the vestibule? Yeah. <laughs> so vestibule is just room, and room it it's referring to the inner ear. Ah, but go ahead. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it was scary though. I mean, I went from like just being at work to like can't even walk to the bathroom without like yeah. falling over. Uh, couldn't keep my eyes open for a while, like and dizzy. Couldn't. And right now, the reason the way they were able to diagnose it was. The, the exercises were helping but didn't really cure it and they noticed my right eye it would just keep jumping it would go like crazy like when I'm reading or whatever mm-hmm. like you know your eyes kind of jump to match the words well my mm-hmm. left eye would stop my right eye would keep going so it was very uh-huh. crazy yeah so yeah. that's kind of what pointed him to it so it's hard for me like I can I can read no uh, I can read <laughs> I swear I can uh, I can read but if I read for more than a few minutes like 
I get really dizzy because my eye keeps going. It's really crazy. Huh. Uh, but it, uh, if it's inflammation, that means it'll eventually just go away. Yeah, yeah. they they gave me some steroids to steroids, try to help. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they say sometimes the steroids help, sometimes it doesn't. It's a, it's a virus, I guess. So at least that's what they're hoping for. They're also doing an MRI of the brain tomorrow mm-hmm. just to make sure. So if I'm a little off, you'll know why. Yeah. But yeah, craziness. So we got uh, our fingers crossed for you. And yeah, yeah it's the MRI yeah. turns out okay. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, you know, vertigo, vestibular ne- neuritis, both similar symptoms, obviously. And I really feel for anybody that has it because it's terrible. It's oh, terrible. It is the worst. Um, I've not had it myself, but I've seen many patients with it. I've had family members with it, and it's a very, very wicked thing. So. You know, it's interesting you mentioned the eye. A lot of people don't realize this. You got when you're dealing with somebody with vertigo or vestibular neuritis or something like that, you won't get much of a diagnosis from their ears. There's not much testing you can do in an ear. All right, test their hearing. You can test, you know, um, but if you can watch their eye movements. And that's going to give you the diagnosis from an ear pathology because the movements of your ear is what basically is our position in time and space, right? It's our position in space. So it also controls our eyes so that when we, when we feel ourselves falling or something, our eyes will turn to look or whatever. So you can do these epilude maneuvers and it's really fascinating uh, because I've seen it a few times on the patients, but you can rock them back and forth, and then their eyes just start switching back and forth. Yep, yeah. If you have vert, yeah, so. yeah, it's crazy. I've yeah, because we we watched some YouTube videos to figure out how to do it, and mm-hmm. it's it's weird. Like, so the Epley helped me, but not because it was moving crystals. I think it helped because it helped me to learn how to manage. I guess like my brain to get used to getting rattled around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes it would kind of trigger something for me, but not like some people, it looks like they're going like googly eyes yeah. <laughs> when, when they have it. Mine just like, just looks like it's vibrating left and right. Like, yeah, yeah that's kind of crazy. Most people, most people are like you, most people, you just barely see it. And the ones that I've seen are like that. And of course you can go on YouTube and always find like the ones that are exaggerated. Um, they're real. I mean, I'm not saying they're not real, but. Uh, the real shaky odd um, but you know it good the good news is, is you get over it you know it's uh, uh, something that uh, tends to pass with time and yeah get better. So that was that was really crazy I just thought yeah. I'd share it. I thought you'd find it interesting yeah it's it just is, it's yeah. the scariest thing is you go from like going to work every day to like oh yeah I haven't been able to work or like walk by myself in like a week with like mm-hmm. no no warning no cause just like boom hey your life is just put on pause yeah, which is crazy yeah i remember what i saw one patient one time this is big huge guy i mean he was like a six you know probably like six seven but you know just a big thick guy and he was like i mean he was just like he couldn't walk because he was just like you know everything was which <sighs> spinning yep and, yeah um, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much where I'm at. I mean, it's it's crazy. I've got my wife is like wheeling me around in a wheelchair today, and it's like 
because if I stand on my own, like I'll I'll fall over. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't. I gotta hold on to something. Or yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks everybody for listening to two dudes and a medical diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> it also explains why Josh is laying on the floor. Yeah. Also explains why he wanted to play Robin Hood with any hands. <laughs> Speaking of which, are we done with history? We got more history? Just a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll tighten it up a little bit. Uh, it's also uh, developed by Bits Studios and published by Virgin Games. This is our second game that we talked about. It's a Virgin game, right? Yeah, I feel like we've talked about at least one. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah, I don't either. I could have sworn I stuck this in there before... In my NES, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh boy. Okay, and uh, based on the film of the same name, of course, it was actually featured on a cover of Nintendo Power. Yeah, but asked the was? Nintendo Power guys again. Yeah, it was really? it had like there was like a sixteen-page spread in one of the Nintendo Powers about wow. this game. But the odd thing was. That Nintendo Bower came out six months before the game came out. Oh, okay. I was going to say, this was a really late release. Well, this it? is, like, yeah. So, this is 1991. That's when the game comes out. And the SNES was out by then. Mm hmm. Yeah. This so, is super late. Uh, I wonder what uh, Virgin had to pay uh, as the publisher to get the scoop on that in Nintendo Bower. Because that's a good marketing if it's six months before the game comes mm-hmm. out. Well, you know, nowadays, like, you know, pretty much all the video game magazines don't exist. Which, which yeah. don't exist. <laughs> but if you think about them and their later trajectory of video game magazines, it was not odd for a game to be on a, on a magazine well before it released. Yeah, no, it was not unusual to be talking about. And websites still do like all kinds of preview coverage and stuff. But there's also some stuff that gets under wraps. But has to stay under wraps but that's cool I mean I I don't remember having the Nintendo Power but I remember seeing it and I remember thinking wow this game got a lot of coverage because it was like 16 pages out of what a 50 page magazine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's really so. interesting that they would choose to give that kind of coverage to it especially at the end of the life of the NES you know because they're probably trying to get everyone to buy an SNES that was kind of weird. Plus, mm-hmm. this game, like, even the movie... I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, it was on TV all the time. I just loved the action. And, uh, of course, Kevin Costner's backside, as we mentioned. Um, but not on TV. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they probably cut that scene from TV, huh? There's yeah, a TBS. Probably... Wasn't this a movie that came on TBS, like, all the time? I, yeah. I remember seeing it all the time when I was a kid. I loved yeah. it, too. I, I thought it was awesome when I was a kid. Yeah, which is funny, because it's, like, it's obviously not a kid's movie at all. Well, like, no. kid's... And then they knew, like, that's why they marketed the game, I guess, right? Yeah, it's also not a great movie, unless yeah. you're a kid. It's <laughs> yeah. what's weird about yeah. it. Yeah, isn't yeah. That, yeah, that is really weird. So speaking of childhood, Mike, did you have this game growing up? Or did you go on a quest to find this game? I did not have this game growing up, but it was at my local rental store, and I rented it a lot. I rented it all the time. And we'll talk about... Oh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, my experiences as a kid a little bit later whenever we actually start talking about the game but I never actually owned it when I was younger I do remember renting it all the time from the rental store and then when I got older because I had rented it all the time it was one of the first games I picked up when I started buying games as I got older 
Mm-hmm. I really don't remember where I got it from because it's been so long ago. But it was definitely one of the first games I, I picked up once I started collecting again because I remember playing it so much as a kid. Um, so, yeah, I got it later, not when I was a kid. But I do remember renting it, renting it all the time. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, um, we rented it. So I think my older brother rented it. So we had, I don't know, maybe four or five NES games, always traded with neighbor kids. And uh, one day they just went to the video store, they came back with it, and uh, yeah, we were like, oh, wow, okay. Didn't even know this was a game. Pretty sweet. And definitely talk more about it in a minute. Yeah. Justin, did you have it? I didn't have the. I never played this as a kid. You didn't rent the Pick Flick? I, I, if I did, I don't remember it, to be honest. Um, it was there. I remember it being there. 1990. You know, this still would have been like... Because I didn't get... You like, probably a, always had it rented out, Mike, when you went. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I would I'm not have had a Super Nintendo at this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, like, could this have been, like, could I have already had a Super Nintendo? But I don't... I didn't get the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis when they came out. So this... I definitely would have been relying on NES, but I don't ever remember playing this game. Well, by the time, let's see, Pick Flick did, in our neighborhood, Pick Flick's the one that had it, but Pick Flick did not come to Loudon until a few years later, so we, it would have been like 93 problem. probably, or 94 by the time we would have been renting this. Well, maybe think, 90, it would have been at least a year or two later. So, you, so maybe this, you already really, had this is great pod, History of Pick Flick. I love this. this <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> Thanks. This would have probably been time when I would have went to uh, the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. The trailer was still around and the cover that nobody was allowed to go to. Yeah, (laughs) trailer probably didn't have this game then. No, I don't think the trailer did. I think Pick a Flick. When Pick a Flick showed up, they're the ones that had all the games. They had a lot of games. The trailer didn't have a lot of games. They had a lot of movies. They had a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, so no, this definitely would have came from uh, Pick a Flick, and it would have been probably a couple years later, which means you probably had the Super Nintendo at that point. So you yeah. may not have been interested in the NES anymore. Yeah, as Just much. Threw it out like an old dish rag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we played it as a kid, except for Justin. Josh and I both did. What did you think when you were a kid, Josh? Did you like it? As a, yeah, as a child? I was. Yeah, I was completely blown away. So. Um, and we'll probably get into more specifics, obviously, about graphics and sound a little bit later. But so my brother rents it from the rental store, brings it home, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I was completely blown away uh, just at even the title screen. It's uh, really detailed graphics. Uh, the sound is really, really clear and high quality sound or uh, yeah, high quality sound samples. It's like it is. And it's because it's a late release in the NAS's life. Um, it just really surprised me. I was not expecting um, the graphic and sound quality and just the size and depth of the game that we'll get more to. But um, And really the reason I wanted to join on this episode is um, I'd never heard of it. Like I loved the movie as a kid, but I never heard of the game, never knew about the game, never heard anyone talk about the game. Yeah. I had no idea it was even in Nintendo Power, let alone a six-page spread. I felt like this was like a totally under the radar nobody knew about and you know movie games always suck and you stick it in you're like oh wow this actually looks like crazy yeah when i when i was younger when i was renting it uh i loved it but i will say that six or seven year old michael was absolutely terrible at it i (laughs) I rented it all the time and i played it all the time but i do not think i ever i know i got out of the prison at the beginning of the game 
mm-hmm. and then but I don't know if I ever made it much further than that. I know I got out and I was like wandering around trying to escape like tunnels and stuff or whatever that part mm-hmm. right, right after yep. the prison. Yep. But I do not remember making it further than that when I was younger. And that was another one of the reasons why it was one of the first games I picked up was like, I know I can do better than this. Yeah. <laughs> but I That's... can remember playing it all the time and I yeah. could just never do anything in the game. I don't know if it was just because when I was younger, I didn't, you know, you had to read and figure out what to do next and I just couldn't figure out where to go. I don't know if that was my problem when I was younger, or what it was, but I just played it all the time and never got anywhere. That's yeah, funny. I had the exact same experience. It was like this game, it, it is really hard. To, it's hard to figure out. And it is hard to play. And even as a kid, it could be like super frustrating. Like, I don't think we ever got very far in it either. Um, and I couldn't really read that well when I was that little. I can't read well right now because I'm dizzy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's actually it's interesting um, because it, it melds a lot of different gameplay types, I guess, which we'll probably talk about in a little bit. But um, there's just something about this game that keeps bringing you back uh probably because we love the movie but i think just the presentation of the game makes you feel like the world's so big that you just want to keep coming back and exploring it more it's really cool yeah i think part of it for me when i was younger is like you said it looks good the game looks really good um especially back you know back then it kind of had that top down look but it was really detailed Mm -hmm. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So it made, the looks of it made me want to come back, and the controls are actually really good too. Or at least I felt like they were at the time when I was younger. Uh, so it felt good to play. You know what I mean? So even mm-hmm. though I couldn't figure out where to go, and I couldn't figure out how to get very far in it, it, I enjoyed the little bit that I did. I was able to play. So that's why I kept renting it, thinking I gotta get, I gotta figure out how to get further. You know? Yeah. And then you I just didn't stu- get further. Yeah, because I was a stupid seven-year-old or however old <laughs> I was at the yeah. time. But you know, you know what I mean. Well, and plus yeah. the the game, the graphics modes and everything, and the way the game playing changes very, uh, I guess, very dynamically, right? You know, like every, it switches between gameplay modes, and uh, I don't know. Do we normally talk about graphics next? Where do we go? We can go whichever direction you, you want to go in. I got it. Okay. I got a suggestion where we could go next on our transition out of childhood. We could go okay. to the manual that I have pulled up on my. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Let's do that. Nice. Uh, it's got a beautiful sunset. I'll show you guys if you can see. Oh, it's like a sun. oh it's wow! Really bright on my screen here. But anyways, uh, the listeners at home can't see this. But just a picture, of beautiful relaxed. sunset. Maybe like an eclipse. Like kind of like yeah. you saw. Kind of like you guys saw about a week ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you well, hold on, Michael. Just take take the iPad. Hold it behind your head. Hold there's, on. Wait. There's our eclipse. Yep. Uh, there you there go. go. This huge dome is covering up the iPad. There we go. There total is. eclipse. Total. Total. <laughs> this is really funny for all the listeners. On the <laughs> this is great pod. This is... I just I just took the iPad manual into totality behind my head mm-hmm. for anybody mm-hmm. listening out there. Okay. Introduction. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. England is in turmoil. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to interrupt you. Because you, skip, you skipped, you know, and with good reason. You All the typically, junk at the top. <laughs> you, you skip the, the, the stuff at the beginning, but I, I gotta bring your attention to something here. Is when it, the rear projection television yeah. warnings and all that. Do you notice something odd about those warnings? Do not use with front or rear projection TV. Okay, uh, and it says Super Nintendo. What else? Yeah, what yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. They just use the same manual for both games, I think. 
don't right. use that front or rear projection. Don't don't even play it on the TV. Just don't play this game. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. This may actually cause your eyes to bleed. <laughs> uh, just close your eyes while playing. Speaking I of which, tangent. <laughs> there was a there was a uh, it was a Nintendo Power or maybe like an Electronic Gaming Monthly or something that I had when I was a kid, and I was reading the game reviews of it, and they. There was a game review for uh, an Indiana Jones game for Super Nintendo. And I remember it saying, and I, I know what the writers were doing, but they said uh, the the music's so bad it can cause uh, your ears to bleed. <laughs> and I, in my feeble child mind, thought, oh my god, video games can make your ears bleed? And I was actually kind of terrified for a little while that there were like games that because of certain sounds would cause your ears to bleed. And that's why you became a doctor. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Actually, that's... that's the story now. Yeah, that's the yeah. story. Sorry. That's okay. Let me get my announcer voice back out. <clears throat> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, trademark. England is in turmoil. The King of England, Richard the Lionhearted, is off fighting in the Crusades, and Robin Hood is in prison. Soon, England falls to the rule of the Sheriff, with the black magic of the witch, Mortania, behind him. The Sheriff must be pushed out of England. Did you say Mortania? I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's very blurry to me. I, <laughs> I feel like I have vertigo. Is, what's her name? <laughs> Mortania? Is it... <laughs> Mortania makes me think Tasmania. <laughs> it looks like M A R T I A N N A. Martinia? Martiana? Martiana. That's what you just said. Oh, Mortiana. Yeah. Or the Martini now. Mortiana. Okay. The sheriff must be pushed out. Mortiana. We're just trying to derail you still. That's okay. I think we're doing pretty good. That reminds me of our. Speaking of, that reminds me of our Willow episode. And this game's a lot like Willow. Mm-hmm. Alert. Just a little this shorter. Game, this game's a lot like Willow, but what was the game? What was the name that we gave the guy in the when we talked about? <laughs> was it the Mad Mortician? <laughs> oh god! Oh man! Yeah, I think it was. Remember, we were talking about the what was his name? The guy from Willow. Maverick, I forgot the Ice Man from Willow. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think we called him the Mad Mortician. Mm-hmm. Warwick. Mm-hmm. So we'll just call this this witch um, the the Mort- Morticia. 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 There we go. Morticia. Okay. Is that the yeah. wife from uh, the Munsters? Yeah, Morticia. Yes. <laughs> well, no, that's the Adams family, right? <laughs> wow, this wow, is getting, we're totally we're getting way off. Adams family here. is uh, is is Morticia, right? Uh, the Munsters yeah, is, some, right. is something else. Uh, Elvira. Elvira. Sure. <laughs> right, I gotta look it up. Okay. I gotta look While it you're up. looking it up, let me finish the story here. Yeah. Okay, the sheriff got to be pushed out uh, so that England can return to its original state. You are Robin Hood of Loxley. You were fighting in the Crusades when your friend, Peter Dubois, was captured and imprisoned for stealing bread. Unable to stand by and watch the brutal interrogation Peter was forced to endure, you attempt to take blame for the crime. Was now it rye bread? <laughs> now you are in prison with Peter, awaiting your turn to be interrogated. You must rescue your friend and escape the horrible fate that awaits you both. And you must save England. Now, was I don't remember the movie very well. I thought about watching it for this. What? Her name was Lily? Her name was Lily. Wow. That's anticlimactic. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So I don't remember the plot of the movie all that well, but was Robin Hood really in prison? That dank, nasty prison that he was in in the movie for stealing bread? Yeah, they were like whipping him and stuff, and he was like, Poppy seed! (laughs) 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 Multigrain! It was just Wonder Bread, no! Yeah. (laughs) Uh... What does he go to prison? He goes to prison in, in Robin Hood, uh, Men in Tights, just because, right? I don't know. They explain it. I don't think they explain it in Men in Tights. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming he's a prisoner of war for the Crusades. That's what you would think. But this but, clearly says it was because they were stealing bread. <laughs> Sesame seed buns, man. That's <laughs> They get me every time. I just can't resist. Money or no money, I got to have that bread. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe this is like slang. Maybe they would steal money. Oh, uh, money, like, money laundering. That bread. That's what it was. But it did bring up one other question. They said the king was Richard the Lionhearted. Let's yes. switch over to animal physiology now. Justin, mm-hmm. I know that cows have four stomachs. Do lions have something weird going on with their heart? If he's lionhearted, what does that give him? I don't know. You know, you always hear the heart of a lion. I think that's uh, more of like a... Higher ejection fraction, maybe? Better cardiac output? Maybe. Like I said, I think... Let's let's see. Mm. I imagine the ventricles will be larger, allowing you to have a larger capacity of blood. The biggest heart of any animal or something. No, that'd be the blue whale. Have you seen that where they preserve (laughs) the blue whale's heart? No, blue whales are heartless. Have you ever met a blue whale? They're heartless. I thought that was a killer whale. I typed also in Lionheart Heart in the yeah. Google, and I got a Lynn John Clark Van Damme Free Willy, just like deuces. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I typed in Lionheart in the Google, and I got a J- John Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, I forgot about that one. Lionheart. I'm, Bloodsport comes to mind, though. Mm-hmm. I got the Kumite song in my head now. It, it's 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it must not be very good. All right, so we don't know about Lionhearts. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Although the movie Zootopia, the mayor's name is Lionheart. I saw that one. That one was pretty good. It is pretty good, yeah. Back to the okay. manual. Back to the manual. All right, there's some controls. We'll leave those alone because we'll probably talk about those in a minute. Uh, just the player screen. There's really not anything super interesting other than describing the different game modes and stuff. So, Oh, wait, here we go. Helpful hints. Let's see what they have to say about that. Are they going to talk about the controls and the hints? Uh, no, no, they're not talking about controls. These are just some things to remember while you're playing the game, okay? Be sure to talk to everyone. Some people may give you clues as to the whereabouts of hidden items or doors. Creepy guys, strangers, people with candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Bands>. <laughs> Down by the river. Uh, there are several hidden doors and items in the game. Be sure to search. They have it in all caps, search. Because that's, I guess that's because that's an action action you can perform in the game. It says, uh, you will find chests throughout the game. They can be opened in the same manner as doors. Remember, Robin can carry only six items, but so can all the members of his party. That's actually a pretty good hint right there. That is. Something you may mm-hmm. not think about. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then be sure to pick up all the quivers you can find because you will need plenty of arrows. Okay, and then they get they tell the characters here. That's this begin. I like the characters. This will, will kind of reminisce a little bit. Robin Hood, he's known as the Prince of Thieves. Robin of Loxley, he's your main character. He's very proficient with the longbow and is also a terrific swordsman. Swordsman, swordsman, swords, swords. 
S words. The sheriff. The sheriff of Nottingham, while Richard the Lionhearted, King of England, is away in the Crusades, the sheriff takes control of England and begins to rob the people. Hey, uh, when you mention Richard the Lionhearted, do you have to immediately say King of England after that? Because every time he's mentioned in the manual here, it's Richard the Lionhearted, King of England. (laughs) It's like you have to say it all. Uh, say Guy of Gisborne, one of Robin Hood's evil foes. He's the sheriff's henchman. You'd think they'd give him a more Marian. specific name. Guy. <laughs> He's just, just a guy. guy. He's just a guy. guy. Gisborne. Dude. Uh, Maid Marion. Marion Du Bois of Du Bois Man- Manor. Boy, I can't talk. Speaking of Du Bois, Du Bois here can't talk. Today, Junior. Let's see. Then there's Peter Du Bois. Peter. Peter Du Bois. <laughs> Maid Marian's brother and Robin's friend. Okay. Azim, who is there's Morgan really Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman <laughs> in the real movie. Uh, and Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle <laughs> in Robin Hood <laughs> and yeah, Also, one of the funniest parts of that movie. But he's a chew. He's a chew. A chew. <laughs> yeah. Not Azim, a chew. Uh, that's great. A chew here. Hey, Blinken. <laughs> A. Blinken. Did you just say, say A. Blinken? A. Blinken? <laughs> okay. All right. I love that. I love that. A, a Jew? Here? <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, that's. Eh, there's other people in here, but I got we got to do a little bit of uh, men and tights talk before I get too antsy. So, oh, okay. I did not realize... See, I've watched men and tights like a hundred times probably mm-hmm. but the, i've only seen just men in tights yeah just men in tights not robin Hood <laughs> men in tights what are you guys talking about <laughs> talking about just men in tights no right. i've watched Sound robin like... Hood men in tights a lot and i've I, when i was a kid i watched uh this 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 original robin Hood prince prince of thieves a lot but i'd never mm-hmm. realized uh until today because i thought i'm not going to get a chance to watch robin hood prince of thieves in the movie in its entirety again so i didn't try to do that but i did watch the trailer to the movie to remind myself uh, what, what the original movie was like and I did not realize how closely Robin Hood Men in Tights follows uh, the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves movie really? I don't know if you guys have, have ever noticed or no. thought about it but like every all the little things like the, the sheriff looks almost the same in both movies um, all the characters are the same and I even remember the part where they're fighting on the little bridge with the itty bitty creek him and little John mm-hmm. they're fighting with the mm-hmm. sticks oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay well there's a part in the Robin Hood movie the Prince of Thieves movie where they're fighting on like this huge river with like waterfalls and stuff and they're fighting with <laughs> sticks so the fact that they're making a mockery of those, that movie so closely makes it even more funny and I feel like I do need to go back and watch Prince of Thieves again just so I can watch Men in Tights again see how much more funny it is <laughs> Yeah, I, I I never knew that. Like, I didn't watch Prince of Thieves nearly as much as I have Men in Tots. Yeah, so they would be they would be fun to watch back to back. Obviously, mm-hmm. watching Prince of Thieves first and then watching Men in Tots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be good. I wonder what like how long apart were they released? Like, I didn't I didn't even really know that they were like making fun of each other. I thought it was just a generic, you know, Robin Hood spoof. I didn't know yeah, it was like it was, spoofing I that it movie. Was too. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it seems to be spoofing the Prince of Thieves movie pretty closely. <clears throat> That's great. Uh, Justin, That's get great. on that. Prince of Thieves, 91. There's a train. You might hear it. 
Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Magical. I don't know where it's going. I don't know if it's heading to Josh. I don't know if it's heading to Justin. This is amazing. I'm hearing it in person for the first time. I feel like I'm part of the show now. You are. You this are. is like a rite of passage. <laughs> it kind of is. If you get, if you come on the show, everybody out there who's been on the show before, if you've been on the show and you didn't get to hear the train, then you may have to come back because you did. Really yeah, the show. it doesn't really count. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Robin Hood Men in Tats was '93. Okay. So it's two oh, years okay. later. That's about. That's a good window, really. And here's why you should never listen to movie critics on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's 81 percent for the audience mm-hmm. and it's, say. it's certified rotten at 48 percent really for the wow. critics i never look at the critic score that's that makes videos. me wonder like you know that's probably one of the funniest movies out there mm-hmm. like what is uh what about like billy madison or like liar liar I'm, right those are I'm, like i'm curious i would bet billy madison's lower yeah see, i'm, I'm never, gonna say I the critics would myself. not like billy madison I can't trust myself. Or, I mean, I can't trust the Rotten Tomatoes critic score. I usually just ignore it and go straight to the people score. Yeah, yeah. Billy Madison's just lower at forty six percent. Yeah, Let's if you see. say that movie's not good, you can't you can't judge comedy. But it's forty. It's seventy nine percent with the audience. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Wow. Let's let's talk about the game again. All right. So we we talked about what, the way we, what we thought of it as a kid. What do you think about it we, now, Josh? All right, so I sort of another tangent. You mentioned that the actor who played the Sheriff of Nottingham uh, looked like the guy from Men in Tights, which he is actually, what is his name, Rick? Uh, he, he's the dude from, uh, the bad guy from uh, Die Hard. Oh, yeah, I don't know his name. But yeah, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. This, is, this is kind of related. Die Hard. Now, if you look at Die Hard... The way that they work, they walk in the top-down manner, and you look at Robin Hood. I swear it's the same game engine. They do look. They yeah, it does seem very similar. I yeah. think it is. It took me a couple of minutes. It's like this looks familiar. What is it? And I finally figured it out. Die Hard. I think there's a couple other things in the game too that remind me of that, like the way that you do uh, the combat, not in the not in the battle scenes where the guys are really tiny, but like in the other ones. Um, but yeah, and actually, I thought Die Hard graphics were pretty good. Except for the whole weird one-legged thing, uh, they seem like they kind of fixed that in this. But yeah, I think the the graphics really hold up really well, and the sound, especially uh, when you boot the game up and you hear that like I instantly mm-hmm. can picture the screen, and they have a really smooth animation of Robin Hood shooting an arrow across the screen. I mean, it it looks like a movie. It's awesome. It just yeah, blows me it away. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of good, uh, speaking of graphics, uh, there's lots of good, like, little cutscenes and stuff. And, like, the character faces, while they don't look like the characters from the movie, they do look like they digitize, like, an actor's face or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It may not mm-hmm. be the actor from the movie because most of them don't exactly look like the person from the movie. Robin Hood kind of does look like Kevin Costner, but the other ones don't really look like, like, Samuel, not Samuel Jackson, but uh, Morgan Freeman or whoever. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah. Morgan Freeman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really look like himself in the game. <laughs> Sorry, I get, those, I get those. I I really don't get those two mixed up, but I don't know. They're completely so, different. Uh, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Will Smith. Um. <laughs> yeah, but the. That's not I mean, funny. The, 
the graphics are great though. I mean, that front intro screen, really, really highly detailed, looks clean. Um, and then when you start the game, you're in this overhead view, and it's really cool because you you can clearly tell like the fireplace is supposed to be a fireplace, and the guy torturing somebody with an axe is clearly an axe. It's not like one of those games where it's hard to tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they have like hay laying on the ground, and you can see like the cobblestone floor. Like it's all really well laid out, and they even have some like kind of glowing from the fireplace. I mean, it's it's super detailed, yeah. and I'd say like <clears throat> just off the top of my head, I. It's hard to think of another NES game that portrays, like, not, like, weird animal characters or spaceships, right? We're talking people. This one actually depicts people very well, like human beings. Because not every NES game has human beings, right? Some are, like, aliens and stuff like that. Um, But then it transitions, you know, like like you were saying, the cutscenes where they show people up up close. They've got a... uh, they kind of get like a musical riff, right? That plays every time. And like, they get a little transition and uh, they're just super detailed. And then when you go into the battle scenes, it kind of zooms out to like a Smash TV version. You know what I'm talking about where the guys are really tiny? You're talking about the big battle scene. Yeah, the big yeah. battles. Yeah, because yeah, we should probably mention like, okay, so the game is a top down for the most. Let's just go through kind of what the game is as far as gameplay wise, mm-hmm. so people don't get confused when we start talking about stuff like you're about to talk, talk about. All right. But so basically, the game is for the most part, it's top down, kind of like Josh said. It's kind of it's kind of similar to Die Hard the way Die Hard looks, but it's a mm-hmm. top down kind of action adventure with a lot of RPG elements. There's experience to get. There's equipment to equip your guy with. Like, you can go to the pause screen, and you can actually pick, like, if you think, like, um, old... D- Ultima D- D- or something? Yeah, Ultima, where you actually, there's a character, and you can put the items on the character. That kind of, mm-hmm. that's how the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the inventory's laid out. So you put that. The buttons correspond to which which hand you're using during the top-down stuff. So, like, A button's right hand, B button's left hand, that kind of thing. Um, so, basically, whatever you put on him is what he's going to use. Um, and so, the, most of the game is, the gist of the game is that, that top-down part but there's also depending on how the story goes and what point in the game you are there's also there's dueling sections where it's like a side scroll and it's like a fighting game almost where yeah. you're dueling mm-hmm. swords and stuff and then so the game flips to the side it looks like a fighting game and then there's also these big battle scenes where there's more people but it zooms out kind of right. it's almost it's almost like an rts it feels <clears throat> similar yeah a little bit, like kind of like like smash tv or robotron 2084 mm-hmm. where it's like yep. <clears throat> top down but all the sprites are really small and actually it's impressive how many sprites are on the screen too because yeah. there could be like 20 guys on the screen at once right. all moving it's pretty sweet yeah, yeah. And then there's also horse racing, which is like a side-scrolling, <clears throat> kind of like a... Um, or you got to jump over things and stuff. It's like a... It's like a it's Battle like Toads a, when you're it's on like the a Battle Toads. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole lot easier than the Battle Toads. Uh, but it's also... I mean, it feels kind of like... Just like the Battle Toads, speeder bike. I mean, it's kind of like an endless runner, almost. Although it ends. But you know what I mean. It's just... It's moving, and you're jumping over things, that sort of thing. And let's see, is there anything? That's pretty much it, I think, as far as yeah, the different think, gameplay elements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so you were talking about the when it zooms out. Yeah. So it's really cool. Like, <clears throat> so the game, you know, the game starts off, it's overhead and you're walking around <clears throat> and they'll give you clues like you need to free this guy and get out. So you're walking around and you find the sword, you pick up the sword, you hit the button and <clears throat> the... The top-down view, the sprites are pretty big, about the size of Die Hard, and you see him swing the sword. It's cool. It moves around, controls really well. 
and that gameplay uh, <clears throat> that gameplay mechanic works well. And then once you escape the prison, they're all trying to come after you, right? So there's like I don't know, 50 guards coming at you. The game zooms out, <clears throat> and then it shows your three characters: uh, Azim, Robin, and uh, Peter. Your three guys are there, and then you got all the other uh, you got all the other soldiers coming at you, and they show up, it's like Smash TV, they're smaller, and then <clears throat> you hit your attack button, you can see the little sword come out, and if you're a Zim, it's awesome, his sword's huge, and he has sort of a, a larger swing, did you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like so much easier to use, uh, but it's so cool because both of those both of those action modes, you can actually, you actually fight in the game in both modes, and they both work really well. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> it's actually playable, it's fun. My favorite thing about the the more zoomed in version is that when you're fighting and you kill a guy and he just explodes into a skeleton. Oh yeah. That's such a cool effect. That's really makes no sense whatsoever, but it is it's pretty realistic. Yeah, is that what I, I guess I've never really, I've never really hit a guy with a sword before. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hit people or with swords and they go, they just burst into skeletons. Oh, okay. Well, that's how it happens. So it's actually yeah. totally accurate. Then. Okay. Their flesh just falls off. <laughs> yeah. Their flesh turns into gunpowder, and then their bones just blow up and go everywhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then I guess the other game mode too is like, like you were saying, like the side-scrolling kind of fighter thing. <clears throat> so, and actually, I skipped a part. So you go from overhead view to that side-scrolling fighting view to kill the first guard, right? Mm-hmm. With the axe. <clears throat> and when it goes into that mode, uh, I was surprised. Like the the sprite for um, for Robin Hood takes about a third of the screen maybe more yeah, I mean they, they are big they're big they're really detailed but the controls are kind of slippery uh, it's a little bit hard to do but it's beatable right like yeah. I think you end up like jumping up yeah. on the table definitely my mm-hmm. least favorite mode yeah is the, it, side, yeah. the side scrolling fighting or whatever and it looks like, like it's going to be so exciting mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah. It really usually what it. I ended up doing most of the time was getting as low to the ground as possible and just kind of poking at them yeah. Give, give him a knee stab. Give him a knee stab. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it looks really cool, and like the it animations cool. of the swing and the apps are cool. So, I mean, it's cool that they have at least out of two out of the three fighting modes are solid. Yeah. And the third one looks good. Right. Yeah. So two out of three fighting modes are fun, and then the side scrolling not much fun. It's but all it's flash. Cool. And there's all, it depends on the, yeah. I liked how when you go to the side, it's like what environment you're in shows up as the background. So every time you go into that side view, the background's always different. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the last mode is the horse racing stuff, which I thought was just kind of <laughs> man, it's kind of it easy. It's kind of okay. pointless. <laughs> That's my main beef about this game. I cannot get past that stage. So like, really? <clears throat> even when I was playing that. I was playing this a couple of weeks ago before all this craziness happened. Maybe, uh, probably more than that, but so <clears throat> I'm in a I'm in a prison. I'm being tortured to death. I managed to steal a sword and kill like a hundred guards. I kill a huge guy with an axe. I get away from him. Is this in the, the game or in real life? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I make it all the way to Sherwood Forest. I'm killing more guys. I finally escape, and then um, I'm going. Um, I'm on the horse, and the first thing in the game that actually kills me is a rock. Just a rock. That's it. <laughs> I managed to kill like hundreds of soldiers, guys, archers, guys with axes, and a rock kills me. And Rocks like literally can be tricky. 
and I love this. Like this game is an epic music, epic graphics, and everything. I'm playing. I'm loving it. Boom, rock, and then immediately game over screen. It's like you step on a rock, game over. And I've been playing for like 45 minutes. Like it just totally took me out of the game. I was like, what the heck just happened? And it happened so fast the first time because you know, like you're trying to get acclimated to the controls. Yeah. Because they don't they don't give you any. This is Nintendo hard, so you don't get a tutorial, right? It's like yeah, they don't give you any guidance. It's just like oh, you're running away from people on a horse. Yeah, and they're like, hey, get on the horse, and I'm like, oh, okay, well. I can't think of a single NES game that has a horse riding action sequence. I don't think they're actually going to do this. I think I'm going to hop on the horse. They're going to be like, okay, cool. We're going to go back to overhead. You're wherever else now, right? Like I was totally expecting it to just like take me to another level. But no, it switches to yet another game mode. And the horse is already going. And you just like, you have to figure out the controls within about three seconds or you die by a rock. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you're able to continue. And I think I continued. I continued. I was like, Okay, I don't know what killed me last time. I was like, it was a rock. And then the third time, I just missed the jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, it killed me. If we haven't given people a good enough idea yet, this game is... it. it if you can get behind the story and get behind the linearity of it, because it is a pretty linear game, mm-hmm. um, especially for something that claims to be kind of RPG-like. But this was early RPG, so it's, it's very, very linear. But... Mm-hmm. It's it's a very dynamic game, whereas things change constantly. You're always doing something different in it, and that's probably its greatest uh, asset. Even though it's one of those games where it's greater than the it's the sum of its all its parts. I don't I can't remember the phrase the catchphrase yeah. for that. Yeah. But each little piece is not great. There are a couple mm-hmm. great parts, but each little piece is at least manageable. Uh, it may not be a ton of fun, but it's at least. It, it either it's either easy enough to get through. Sorry, Josh. Or if it's, uh, or, or I can't jump a rock. Or it looks good and you can get by. You know, so it's easy to get through the parts, and then it tells a somewhat compelling story. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. for an NES game, of course, and the source materials, you know, some people might you can take it or leave it, but the game actually does a little bit better job of of presenting the story than mm-hmm. the movie does to me. I, I mean, I think the movie's yeah. kind of silly. Yeah. The silly story from the movie actually works in a game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was really blown away. I mean, just the scope of what you're trying to do on the NES, like, it's funny to say this, but the inventory screen really impresses the heck out of me. Like, the music on the inventory screen is awesome, by the way. I love that tune they play. But you've got um, six items you can hold, and then you can equip something around your neck in either of your hands, and I think a medallion on your chest and you've got a full inventory system. So you're talking like multiple icons. It's pretty sophisticated for the NES, right? Well, you know, like in Zelda, it's like you pick up a weapon and it's equipped to one of your buttons, right? And it's hard to tell like, what all do I have and how all can I use it? But um, like you pick up a loaf of bread, an apple, a dagger, and a piece of um, armor, and you actually see the armor as an icon in an inventory screen. You click on it and you put it on your chest, like an Ultima game on an NES, which is like Mm -hmm. huge. Um, and then it actually shows you stats to show, okay, this increases your defense to like two or whatever. And like, it's really detailed. It's got everything on there. And like, I can't really think of very many action. It's literally an action RPG, which is a really cool genre on the NES. There really, I don't think there really are a ton of those. Um, I mean, you could kind of say Zelda sort of is, but like, I don't know, you actually level up in this. Um, you don't just like get heart containers, but like right. your stats go up. And it's based on which weapons you use. 
Yeah, you know what this game kind of feels like a little bit to me, and this may be a stretch, but it almost feels like a, an early Baldur's Gate type game. Yeah. You, you pick up, you kind of, you kind of pick up loot and you gain experience mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And it's or a like Secret of Mana. Actually, yeah, it's kind of like that too. So, it, I don't know. This is a, this is an early stage of those types of games. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think yeah, it's very. They really, it's really impressive what they were trying to accomplish on the NES and what they they pretty much pulled it off pretty well. All right, now for me, this is going to come with a big butt, okay? And you cannot lie. And I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm really, I, I'm with you. I'm really impressed with what they're trying to do in this game. And I really think a lot of the parts are great. I think the graphics are great. I'm not as on board with you as the music on the music, I don't think. But I do like the music a lot. Um, but this game, to me, at times, was either boring or frustrating. Because it's not very clear. It was not cl- very clear for, for me the direction to go in. So as, and as a kid, it was even worse, obviously. But even as an adult, it's kind of... Uh, yeah, people. you can talk to people. But a lot of them don't really say a whole lot, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like. Um, so yeah, and it kind of I would be kind of frustrated. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like the point-and-click adventure type gameplay, where it's like you have to figure out what to do next and who to talk to. You know, more of that like where you have to discover um, what what you're trying to solve and how to solve it, which is interesting because like other action RPGs that I've played aren't as much that. Where usually it's like go save the princess, go and kill all the guys on the way, right? And then this one's like escape the broom, you know, escape, escape the prison. You're like, well, how do I do that? Yeah. I kind of have to, you have to use that search function, search all caps yeah. that you were talking about. <laughs> you have to use that. So you have to read the dialogue to try to figure out where you go to search. And, um, again, I didn't get past the rock, the first rock in the game. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get through the whole thing. Um, but, uh, I did experience the frustration that you're talking about. And oddly enough, it was right before that. Um, so when you go to Loxley mansion or whatever, it's huge. Right. And it's not exactly clear what you need to do. So I ended up like searching every corner of the entire property, right. To try to figure out what to do. Cause it's not super yeah. clear. Um, and the hardest thing was when they were like, go steal a horse, hurry up. The, the guards are coming and I'm like freaking out, trying to find it going over the whole property. And it was like, it wasn't clear. I think I walked up to the horse and like, it wasn't do go in i forget what you have to do but it was one of those things right yeah yeah you get really frustrated trying to figure out what you're supposed to do and that kind of that kind of happens more than i would like in this game honestly so this game would probably i didn't do this and i probably should have but this game would probably be a lot better if you just use a guide just use one i mean if you get stuck and you start to get frustrated you could solve that frustration fairly easily if you just hop on the internet and find somebody who's told you what to do Right, they're not really like clever puzzles where you feel like you're missing out. Like right, yeah, it's not like if when you solve it, you're like, oh, okay, I should, yeah, I could have figured that. That's cool, but no, it's more like, oh, that's stupid. I, I, I right. hit the A button in this spot instead of that spot. You know, like, right, mm-hmm. like you know how you would have solved the puzzle, you just don't know how the game wants you to do it. Exactly, and that's yeah. really frustrating to me most of the time in, in games like this. So you know. Take that with a with a grain of salt or whatever that phrase is too. I'm really losing my catchphrases tonight. But yeah. Anyways, it's it's yeah, it's kind of late. All right, so we've talked about pretty much everything. I mean, I've said all that I feel like I need to say on the game. So Justin, one thing, <clears throat> Josh. Justin, go ahead. I, was, I didn't Josh, mean to cut ahead. you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. 
I was one thing I was thinking about was <clears throat> when you start the game, initially you're like, I'm Robin Hood, where the heck is my bow and arrow? And it takes a little bit to get there, but the sword fighting is actually really, really fun. But using the bow and arrow is even more satisfying. Yeah. I love it. I love using the bow and arrow in this game. It never gets old. Love yeah, it. it is fun. And the people still explode when you shoot them with arrows. So don't worry. If you're worried yeah, about you... whether or not they're going to explode because you quit using your sword, don't worry. They still explode. They're, they're yeah. still exploding. And I don't know I don't know about further in the game. Um, but I feel like so when you kill an enemy, uh, they do have random drops, so they'll randomly drop um either an apple or a loaf of bread or like a is it a flagon of meat mm-hmm. they call those a flagon i don't I haven't so. been to many of the uh, um those festival things but yeah know sometimes yeah they'll <laughs> drop they'll drop those so like it's di- a different amount of health that you get but um it's pretty cool so like when you kill a guy you kind of get excited if you drop something so you do get rewarded it's not just like mindless killing which is pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right justin you got any last words no, you guys have pretty much hit on it. Sweet. Well, then I think we should probably do some retro-fitted trophies. All right. You guys got any? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of some? <laughs> I was well, you know, I was like, I was, I was thinking about this. Like, I need to come up with some retro-fitted trophies. And I was like, I need to come up with some like Nick Stevens dad jokes. Uh, and I was trying to think of like uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights and. Uh, I, I really couldn't think of any. I was trying to work a Blinken in there, like when you get Duncan or whatever. Uh, but I yeah, I came up with uh, absolutely nothing. Um, other than uh, maybe dumb as a rock, okay. and that's uh, uh, falling on the rock and dying and not being able to play the game. I'm gonna call that the Josh Josh Witt trophy. Yeah, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Good with that. Okay, Justin, did you come up with any? Uh, or am I going to no. be a lone horse on this one? You're going to be a lone horse on this one. As long as you can jump the rock. Oh, I jumped the rock. <laughs> okay. Tell me this. Wait, before I go back into this to try to get back on the horse, so to speak, are there more rocks? Is it just the one, or do I have to face multiple rocks? There's multiple rocks. <sighs> <laughs> you got to keep jumping. You got to keep jumping. <laughs> all right, my first trophy. And yes, mine are all... Robin Hood men in tights quotes. Yeah, I knew you would come with this. Yes. All right. Even better. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one is I'm not supposed to lose. Let me see the script. And that oh, is yeah. uh, <laughs> that is lose. As lose the game. Get mm-hmm. game over. Well, yeah. yeah. I like that. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the next one's called He's Black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that is get uh, as what's his name Azim. Yeah, Azim. Get Azim on your team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Let's get Azim on your team. It's called He's Black. Uh, if you recall, that's not just that's not me being racist, by the way. That is from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's Blinken that says that because he's blind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funniest part is that, that there's a callback to Blazing Saddles because the shoe goes. Why not? It worked in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, okay, and then this one's called uh, Men in Tights, and that is equip your person with armor. It's just called Men in Tights. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I want, I'll, after Justin reminded me of the uh, a Jew, a Jew in here, <laughs> or whatever joke, I wanted yeah. to come up with. I tried to come up with one during the episode for that, but I can't remember. I guess you could just say, uh, again, that's just getting a Zed. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, G. Here? <laughs> That's all I got. Those are good. Good trophies. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so how you guys want to rate it? Uh, mm. Favorite Space Jam quote? Uh, okay. All right. All right, yeah. I don't, I don't have one, though. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> think of one. Yeah. Well, I think we already gave our favorite favorite Space Jam quotes earlier, but yeah. that would have to that would be reserved for a different game. No offense, Josh. I do like I'm this a, game. But... I have a favorite kind of bread because it's he got in prison for stealing bread. There we go. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay. All right, I'm, I'll go first. Uh, mine's going to be a King's Hawaiian roll because it's a very delicious roll. It's one of my favorite rolls for certain situations. It is versatile. But it's better with certain types of sandwiches than others. Kind of like how this game is better at certain uh, gameplay modes than others. Every now and then, if you get like a King's Hawaiian bun with coleslaw and like some Mm. barbecue pork, that is awesome. That is like this game during the top-down part. That is, mm. But if you like try to make a Reuben out of it or something, that's more like the game during its sideways dueling mode, okay? It's okay. It's mm. kind of not. It's kind of gross. It looks good, but it's not going to taste good. You can't make a Reuben out of a King's of Lion roll. So that's what I'm going to go with for this game. Wow. I'm going to go with a loaf of Mary Jane. A what? <laughs> Mary Jane bread. This is a family friendly uh, podcast, Jesus. sir. It is a brand of bread. Blazing saddles. <laughs> I say. And uh, that's because, you know, Mary Jane bread's okay, but it's not the best. This is really not your style game, Justin. So no. I know you didn't say much during the episode, but you could yeah. probably been the uh, dissenting voice on the pod today. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a loaf of bread. It's neither here nor there. Take it or leave it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's mine. All right, for me, I would have to say uh, probably like an everything bagel. So, and that's one of my favorite kinds of bagel. You is know, sometimes. It's a different day. What's the difference between a donut and a Danish? <laughs> if it has a hole. So, this is a piece of bread with a hole in it. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> well, do they have everything bread? I've never had everything, Brad. I've had an it's everything okay. bagel. Everything bagel's fine. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hug. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because uh, it is one of my favorites, and I'm always impressed with everything they're able to fit onto it, uh, and you're always kind of surprised. You're like halfway through eating it, and you're like, oh, I didn't know there's poppy seed in this. That's pretty cool. I wasn't expecting it. You're always hitting a new flavor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a little salt in there, you know, and it's and not... You fill not... your drug test because you hate poppy seeds. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one trying to make us eat Mary Jane. Bread. I know. Yeah, you're the one. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, the train turned on and came back. Oh, there it is. There <laughs> it is. It's going in over its mouth. It said, whoop, I went the wrong way. <laughs> Got to go it's back. Great. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not the best uh, for all situations, but uh, I do enjoy it every time, and I'm always surprised when I try it. All right. That's good. Speaking okay. of that, the train made me think of my favorite. Uh, great pod moment on your on your uh, podcast and like it was great because it went on for like 10 minutes when uh i think michael was when your wife was printing something oh, yeah. oh my gosh dude that was <laughs> hilarious and it went on for like 10 minutes and you didn't cut it it was like a 10 no, minute second 
<laughs> I was just like laughing, like, oh my god, they didn't cut it. It's still going. <laughs> we could probably have a lot more listeners if we cut stuff, but we just don't cut. Yeah. Oh, our life is a lot. I think our life is a lot better for not editing. But it's for the two star. Our podcast is not. It's for the two star. Yeah, that's I love it. She's not printing. Thank, thank goodness, she has not printed anything since that episode. Not at least not during a podcast. It was like the world's loudest. Pr- I used to think you know, those dot matrix ones from the eighties were really loudest. No, dude, yours, yours is the loudest. Can it's the Canon MX four seventy two, man. There you go. There it's you a- go. <laughs> hey, we almost forgot to do something. Is it worth it? Oh, you know what? That was. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to highlight this game like three years ago before prices went nuts. <laughs> Oops. Because I felt like it was a diamond in the rough for the price. What is the price now? It still might be because it ranges between 6 and $10. Okay. All right. Uh, I would say it's totally worth it for that. Definitely. Yeah. It's There's such variety in the game. It's, uh, it's really doing a lot. There's some really good... RPG top-down elements that you're not going to get in a lot of NES games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a handful. I think it's it's very similar to uh, Crystallis too, or Crystallis or whatever it is. Uh, I would say Crystallis is a better game, but it's also more expensive. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like three years ago, you could find this for I don't know four bucks, four between four and six bucks, like every day, because no one I felt I felt like it was overlooked. Nobody really cared about it or knew it, you know. It was mm-hmm. just like, if it was in a box at a garage sale, people would pass it up because they'd be like, oh, I, I never heard of it. I don't care about it. And uh, it really, I feel like for, for even six or ten bucks, put it in your collection because it's so different than any other game that I can think of because of everything that it includes. Uh, I think you get a lot of variety, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of variety of gameplay for a short, uh, I guess, a, a small amount of money. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot. Of, there's also some like Defender of the Crown type stuff in it a little bit too, mm-hmm. very loosely Defender of the Crown. But and it's hard to get a game like that for six dollars, right? I mean, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna this type of game. 15. Yeah, this type of game on the NES usually goes for a lot more. Um, you're usually paying at least fifteen for a game like this. Now you're usually getting, a, in my opinion, a better game for that fifteen, typically, but. Um, it's this is not this is not a whole lot worse. It's not like heads and tails worse to the point where you don't want to buy it. So I mean, this is actually a pretty good, still a pretty good deal, especially at six to ten bucks. Yeah, I would say it's worth. It. Yeah, definitely. Worth it. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we all agree. We're in agreement. Go all buy right. this game. Do it. Do it. All right, we got some feedback. Uh, we got a little bit on Facebook, so. In the Honorary Dudes page, Ryan Reynolds says, That game was hard. I remember Nintendo Power offering cheat codes for the game, but it wasn't helpful. I would like Timer. Uh, is it this at some point? I would what? Like, I'm not real sure what that <laughs> sentence means. That may, be an, that may be an autocorrect issue. Yeah. Maybe he's, maybe he's saying he wants to revisit it. I think so. Are you guys going to give the cheats? That was that was my other favorite, uh, favorite Two Dudes moment. You guys were like reading cheat codes, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't know what it does. I'm not gonna." <laughs> that was like that was the best. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't actually when you're playing the game. You don't actually use them. You just read you just read them for right. the first time on the show. You're like, "Yeah, I don't know what that does." Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> we should probably if we're gonna do cheat codes on the show, we should probably actually 
when we're playing the game for the show, maybe try them out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was it was a funny surprise. I was laughing out loud. That's great. I wonder if anybody tried them. That, I would I would hope somebody did. <laughs> just from our show, not like actually tried them from reading it on the internet. Tried them, just <laughs> heard our show. I'm like, I'm going to try that. See yeah, see what that actually does. Because they clearly don't know. All right. there, I feel like there's a lot of times when people are listening to the show and be like, well, they clearly don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the, seriously, though, the show would be so boring if like, if you just stated the facts about the games all the time. Every episode yeah. would be like 15 minutes, it would be dry, and it would be boring. And yeah. we would not have any goose poop. There is right. something would to be said happen. about Amateur Hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, Awesome game, I love it. Tough to satisfy. And due to this being a family-friendly game, I will not read his last sentence of his comment. You guys can check it out. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah. I wish you would, like, right now. Anyway, okay. keep reading. Andy Lewis, I can't say that I've actually played it, but I can't let the germs infiltrate the entire comment section. And Peter Martin says, I've never heard of it. Uh, was the... Uh, what? Was the LOZ episode... Okay, this is another autocorrect thing. Was the Legend of Zelda episode the pinnacle episode? LOL. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I guess it was. We're all, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Legend it, of Zelda's... It, that's... Probably going to be our best episode ever, unless right. maybe we do. Well, Super Mario Three might be good, but everything else can be trash. So, but keep yeah. listening, everybody. <laughs> Go ahead and donate on Patreon. Yeah, right. keep the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the group page, it's what's the, I'm trying to figure out what this comment that you can't read. It's it's oh, says nothing yeah, vulgar, but I got yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We can't mention it though. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Michael on the community page says, I believe I own the manual, but not the game. So someone get this for me from a rich guy, please. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. In the words of Nick Stevens, I see what you did there. You could steal it from the rich and give it to him. Chris Vanderhoff says... <laughs> no comment. Nothing. Yeah, moving on. Chris Vanderhoff gets the same comment. <laughs> Phil Riccio says another one of the better licensed games for the NES. Andrew Code. That is a good point. It's a movie game that doesn't suck. That's true. That's true. Andrew Code said my only memory is watching my brother play a rental copy of it. We loved the movie and he liked the game and he asked for the game for his birthday, but he got a different game. I remember his disappointment. Not sure if he ever picked it up in the years that followed. That's awesome. It seems like this so is. Does he not have it? <laughs> I guess not. This is a really rental-heavy game. You notice that? Like for us, like I don't feel yeah. like any of us like just went out and like, oh, I'm gonna go buy Robin Hood. It was just like yeah. the rental store is new. That's crazy. That's weird. Of course, my parents would be the ones that would bought bought it for me back then. So. Yeah, that's true. And Alan Taylor says, "I have it. Don't even remember playing it though." <laughs> just left, cool left a lasting impression. About time to go start it, I would say. Give it a shot. If you got it already. And on the podcast page, Epic Journey says, 
the movie was good. Never played the game. Who could forget that Brian Adams song at the end? Uh, me, because I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. That was a Brian Adams song? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I just is like it Brian everything Adams. I do, I do it for you? I bet that's what it is. Josh so, and Michael. That's who could forget it. Because don't they get like real lovey-dovey at the end of that movie? Him and Maid Marian? I think it's everything and I do. have to do find the key for the chastity well, belt. Oh, no. That's wait. a minute time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, the locksmith. Hey, well, speaking, of, speaking of this game, I didn't actually make it to the ending, but I watched it. Have you guys watched the ending? It's the worst ending ever. Is it? No. Like there's, it's a, it shows. I guess they get married, and he's gonna, he's like gonna give her a kiss, but it's just like it shows just his head and her head, and his head just kind of floats over to hers. <laughs> Is it disembodied? Is it just like yeah, a- they just kind of they just phone it in at the end of this game? <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, that's great. Uh, it is everything I do. I do it for you. That's what I thought. So is that it? That's it. We do have a Twitter comment. Okay. Uh, you didn't call it Twitter this time? Mm, not this time. I'm being serious, Josh. This is serious. Oh. This is a serious episode, sir. This is, we're trying to be serious on this episode. All right. Uh, from Paul and Andy, Power Trip Gaming. One of the best, I say hands down, one of the best NES uh, YouTube shows. That, yeah. that, where they're playing through all the NES games. So you guys go check out Power Trip Gaming. Not family friendly. Be warned of that. But it is probably one of the best on the uh, YouTubes. Okay, Paul and Andy say, it's a decent game. It does incorporate stuff accurately from the movie and throws in some extra stuff too. Not great, but good. All right. And Nicola Emerson, the wee dude, or the wee guy, the guy that we've been stealing all the music from, says a decent movie license game from Sculpted Software and deserves more recognition. Plus, the Paul Webb music is quite underrated, like Josh was saying. I agree that it's underrated. Yeah. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. as big a fan as Josh, but I, I do agree that it's some good music on the NES, yeah, big time. And uh, we, dude, we still got to figure out, we got to get that Silver Surfer episode. That's <laughs> 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 only, it's only been like two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Scheduling, you know. I, and me, I've not been making a very good effort to schedule either. All right. And we do have a voicemail. Thank you guys for calling in. Here we go. Hey, two dudes. Stephen Michael from Facebook. Long time no call. Uh, calling about the Robin Hood game. Own the manual. Don't own the cart. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm actually calling about the movie from Mel Brooks. Uh, his adaptation, Men in Tights. The movie's great. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Never heard of uh, it. And that's my contribution. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, in, in case you haven't noticed throughout this episode, yes, we have seen it and we love it. I think yeah. the biggest takeaway from <laughs> this podcast is, yeah, the game's okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, and the movie, the original movie, decent. More of a kid's movie that's not a kid's movie. Yeah, don't Actually, don't mm-hmm. let your kids watch it because it's really not a kid's movie. But mm-hmm. kid, they'll love it if they ever do see it. And then uh, the biggest takeaway, though, is definitely go watch Men in Tights. Because... Yeah. Robin Hood Man Tights is awesome. Yep. That is... That's it. And yeah, agreed. Long time no call, Stephen. What's up? Um, all right. Uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Josh, what do you want to shout out? Because you're on some other stuff. Yes, I'm on some other stuff. Um, and I love doing infomercials, in case you guys couldn't tell. Like with that ABS stuff, the three voicemails I left, yeah. man. No, that's yeah. good. 
I get yeah. I get excited about stuff. I, I do. think some people. I think there's at least maybe one or two people that got seriously interested in it after you left oh, voicemails and may have cool. bought it. So that's that's awesome. I think, I think you did good. They are doing they are doing another run of them, so more will be available soon. I think uh, in the next probably a couple months because they sold out of them, and uh, so they will have more, which is I'm awesome. Good. So yeah, no, retro, retro I guess USB. Maybe they got they may have got interested and weren't able to buy them. So, yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> Because when they came out, I knew they were going to sell out. And I was like messaging the seller. I was like, dude, I don't think you know what you have here. I'm like, this is seriously going to be gone. Like, NES Mini gone. And it did. It's there on the third run. So, um, there is something else I wanted to pitch, though. Uh, and I actually just, I, I'm going to do a little video uh, and upload it for you guys about cleaning NES carts. Have you guys ever used... Brasso. Brasso. Yes, I have used Brasso. Okay. It's usually my last resort, but yeah, I've used it. All right. Yes. It works wonders. It does work wonders. Uh, someone was posting uh, on Facebook about not being able to get a cartridge to work, and I actually had that happen. The cartridge was like so nasty and black on the pins. I used like a ton of alcohol. It would not work, and Brasso saved it. So if you guys uh, care about your games and want to clean them properly, Get some brass. So it's five bucks and it works like magic. I'll, uh, yeah, it is I'll, like magic. Yeah, I, I, I shot a video up close on the pins and it shows the stuff just coming off so you guys can see, but it makes a huge difference. So I think it definitely would be, we definitely, we get that question a lot, actually. We do get that question a lot, a lot. So I think if you do put together a video, we definitely would like to upload it and use it because I think that is a very helpful video. Cool. Yeah, so. yeah. It makes a huge difference. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, shouting out other things. Uh, I am also on the Turtle Flakes podcast. So if you guys like Ninja Turtles, check us out. We're on the Retro Junkies Network. We talk about the cartoons, the comics. Uh, we talk way too much about Power Rangers and soft subject, but it happens. Um, <laughs> and then occasionally we get sucked into Dimension X, which uh, actually on the Turtles 2 episode that I was supposed to be on, there I left a voicemail explaining what happened, but nobody picked up on it. Really? So Josh, <laughs> Josh O'Rourke has like 50 kids. I think he actually has like three, but to me, I'm like, that's like 50. So mm-hmm. like, so you, you don't guys, have any. yeah, like right. That. Exactly. I'm like, he's insane. He's got like 50 kids. So like, uh, you guys, you guys did the episode and he filled in for me cause I couldn't make it. And I called in either into turtle flakes or into two dudes. And I was like, um, oh yeah, we were supposed to be eating a pizza or something. And then all of a sudden, I'm in this house, and there's like 50 kids here, and they're running around like crazy, and I don't know what's happening. I think we, oh, we, oh, we did play it though, right? I remember that. You might have played yeah. it, but yeah, um, nobody yeah, we, understood. Nobody understood what it was. Because nobody knew that I was joking about him having 50 kids. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, um, yeah. that's fine. So hey, uh, I'll, now I will give you guys the same ringing endorsement I gave Power Trip Gaming. While they're the best NES show on YouTube, you guys are the best Turtles Ninja Turtles podcast in the world. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you. We have had uh, some really cool guests, so you know Kevin Eastman. Um, yeah, basically the big brunt of all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. dude, yeah. that was that was so cool. We had uh, we had Townsend Coleman on the on the show, and I'm like, I am talking to Michelangelo right now. I was totally yeah. freaking it just out. Sounded like Michelangelo. Dude. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> was it was crazy. me. I was like five years old again, and I was talking to Michelangelo. It was the coolest. That's thing. A, yeah, that's awesome. That's what's Can great about crying? this. Stuff. Yeah, Every, yeah. You, I mean, you've had everybody. That's really, awesome. yeah. And the weirdest thing is, like, Rob just like found him on like Facebook or Twitter and was like, "Hey, can we talk to you?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's cool." And yeah, I mean, that's awesome. they're just like so down to earth. Um, Super nice guys. 
Yeah. We did that with David Crane, and then I think we did such a terrible interview with him. Sorry, David. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Crane, however you want to be called. I think we did such a bad job. Although, although he was a great guest. Don't get me he wrong. Was. He was. He was an awesome guest. He was a good mm-hmm. sport. But mm-hmm. we were such bad interviewers because it was like our, what, 16th episode or something? Yeah. Like way early on. It was on, early in there, yeah. That anybody else I've reached out to now has just been like, eh, no, no thanks. At least they do respond to me most of the time. They're like, yeah. No. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your own show. I don't really want to do it. Right. I'm like, we had David Crane. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. so I think we maybe we're just not the type of show that gets guests like you guys. But, you know, it's also hard because there's only a handful of people that we can even reach out to because most of the people in the NES era were Japanese and it's not like they can. Right. Yeah. Can't really get a hold of them. I think you just need to have get a hold of them. We just can't understand. It. <laughs> yeah, they Justin, may have been saying yes. I don't know. <laughs> I have, have Justin pitched them and ask them if they want to do an interview right now. Because I'm, I'm looking at the video screen. And you got Michael. He, he's sitting there. He's got a microphone. He's at his desk. And then you got Justin. And I look in the background. I see a headboard of a bed. There's a pillow. He's got his arm behind his head. You know, he's he's, he's laying there pretty yeah. comfortable. And then you I'm got the little pimp in the background. I don't know this is, if this is family friendly or not. So earmuffs, if <laughs> you just, have kids out there, he just looks like he's ready for a good time. I say this to I say this to my dog all the time. So that's surely it's family friendly enough for the podcast, right? I say he, uh, Justin's laid up like a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just it's it's like uh, two dudes after dark. He's just like yeah. this, is, this is what I, I think call the Burt Reynolds. <laughs> there you go. I think if you just skyped some of these guys like out of the blue. And they see that, you know, you coming up on video like that, like, hey, you want to chat? I think you get some more responses. Get some good interviews. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, you can find us. Where can they find us, Justin? But oh. did you have any other shows, Josh? I don't think you have any. Other um, Arcade USA. Uh, William Culver. Great guy. I am not on it. Um, but uh, I am on his ColecoVision shows occasionally. I do some videos for them. Um, but William Culver does uh, Arcade USA, goes to arcades across the world, does pickup videos. He's an awesome guy. He does awesome videos. And he also does the ColecoVisions podcast. So if you like the Coleco, even if you don't like the Coleco but you like video games, listen to the podcast. It's really interesting. He also does the – well, he doesn't do it anymore because I think he finished it. But he did the Channel F Files. That was a podcast about the – Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he did that one too. You should probably clarify what it is because it doesn't sound good. <laughs> the Channel F Files. <laughs> It's one of the games. It's the Fairchild Channel app. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Fairchild. <laughs> Fairchild. Fairchild Channel app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a game. <laughs> it's kind of a rare game system, but yeah, I, was, I think he owned he owned it or owns it and all the games for it. So he covered all the games for it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good show too. But maybe if we didn't clarify it, it'd be more likely for people to listen. It's like, ooh, Channel F files. That sounds. Hey, we could probably have Justin do a cover for it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but no, Correct. good, good, good call. Shouting out William. I feel like we don't, sh- we don't, for some reason we don't shout him out enough. So yeah, good, good call. All his shows need to need to be listed. Cool. I'll stop now. All right, Justin. Where they can find? Where can they find us? Not that they don't already know, but yeah. You can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Google+, Plus, and you can always call us and leave us a message at 775-7-RETRO-1, or Josh calls us a lot. Do you know our number, Josh? Uh, 775-7-RETRO-1. There you that's, go. That's that's the only way I remember it. Like, okay. Because I know you give the numbers, and I can never remember the numbers, but I'm usually listening in my car, and you're like, 775-7-RETRO-1. I'm like, cool. Pause the episode, call on my phone. 
It works. Yeah, it works. Uh, the numbers are. It, I don't. I feel like the numbers are useless at the yeah. time. But the numbers are seven seven five seven seven three eighty seven sixty one. Or if you're if you're not driving in your car, please don't do this in your car. <laughs> but if you're sitting at home and you pull up your phone, go to our website nesdudes.com. There's a little phone icon in the upper. I don't know why I turned it around like I was going to show you, but there's a phone icon <laughs> in the upper right hand corner, I believe. If you tap on it, it will say call question mark and then well, i don't know if it says question mark but it says call and you say yes <laughs> and then you call so great, that's great. Leave, leave us a voicemail also uh this will come out after probably your opportunity to win sonic mania but uh you should donate to us on <laughs> patreon because we do do give occasional giveaways and you get awesome uh we do giveaways on this show too on occasion but people never get the game they never call in and ask for say hey yeah you called my name out i want the game we have three games sitting here that we've given out on this show no, and they're all still sitting here. So, anyways, that's so, it. So, that's uh, on the list of things that you can miss out on now that you're hearing this, uh, the Eclipse and Sonic Mania. Two things. Right. <laughs> Two things you could have already missed out on: the Eclipse and Sonic Mania. But we're doing right. a Sonic Mania episode, or we did a Sonic Mania episode with the Genesis Germs, and you could have won a copy of Sonic Mania because we're giving it out. Uh, this is a weird like loop or we're recording yeah. before but it's going to release after so i apologize for that but um so you'll get that sonic mania episode to listen to for your donation at patreon.com slash nes dudes but you also get the, all the other episodes we've done we've got at least a year's worth so we've got probably 10 to 12 episodes patreon exclusive on there not all of those are family friendly they're usually just off the cuff whatever we want to say and um like uh septic tanks that was the best like oh yeah, I, I listen to I listen to podcasts so. all the time in my car, and like it just happened to still be on. We hop in my car and we're going to the store, and my wife is like getting in the car and she's like, "What do you listen to?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm listening to this stuff about septic tanks." So I was like, "I never listen to video game podcasts, but now it's septic tanks." That's Today it's septic tanks. <laughs> Today's septic tanks. Who knows what tomorrow will? Yeah, that's, that's right. why you need to get on there and donate. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/nesd. We're also going to do in September. That we're super excited about. We're gonna do the uh, spend our money on games episode combo. It'd be great. It's gonna be a good episode. I haven't decided if we're gonna get any guests on that one or not. It's just gonna be me and Justin, but we'll figure that out. And yeah, that's it. I think. All so right. Get on that. Should be good. Fun. Hey, I googled us the other day, just as a last note, because I like to occasionally Google us, just see what Google says about us. And mm-hmm. uh, we've covered up, at least in my Google search. The first three pages worth of stuff is us. Nice, sweet. For if you type in two dudes in an S. What if you type in goose poop? I would be if if we come up during goose poop. That like if our SEO or whatever it's called includes goose poop, then I can go to bed a happy man tonight. But I doubt it. How much would it be worth to you <laughs> if I have to work something out with Google? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. We're not, we're not in the first page. Yeah, no. that's okay. We'll get there eventually. But we have hazmat sent to Disneyland after visitors hit by key spoon. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I feel like I just won it once. Nice. That was great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't want to jump over top of that one, so we'll just leave it there. Yeah, yeah, leave it right. Okay, that's been fun. Thanks for yeah. coming on, Josh. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sorry it took out for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your support. Yep, you got it. Bye, everyone. All right, later, guys.